0: Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined as always by A.J. Haefeli. The Avs are off today, but plenty of news to talk about. I mean, let's just start with the news of the day, I suppose. Kasperi Kapanen, the Leafs <laughs> have started in on whatever it is they have to do this offseason to make it work for them. Kind of uh, interesting bedfellows, I suppose. I wasn't really expecting Pittsburgh to be involved in this, but you know, sometimes that's uh, that's the way things go. AJ, any initial thoughts on on any of this?
1: You know, this is this is it's about in. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, like it's about in. I thought that the price paid was stupid. I
0: yeah. I there's. Look, we knew Toronto was going to have to move players, right? So yeah, they were in a pretty disadvantageous situation.
1: Yeah, I mean they got a first round pick for Capen and man, right. so all of our—that's what I'm saying. I'm given their situation, <laughs> like uh, that's—I uh, mean he's arguably like, arguably like their sixth or seventh best forward, and now he goes to Pittsburgh, and you know for them. I think I think this makes a lot of sense. Outside of the fact that, like, it's just more money they're sinking into their 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 forward core, and they are very 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 tight up against the cap as it is. But you know, now having having a top six where you know you have Malkin, you have Crosby, you have Gensel, you have Jason Zucker, you have uh, Hornquist, you have Kapanen, and then you still have guys like. Tanev Rust, Shiri, McCann, Zach Aston Reese. You know, I I think that I I like it. Like I just not worrying about the fact they gave up the 15th overall pick, plus one of their better prospects in Philip Hollander, plus a decent a decent guy in Evan Rodriguez. Um like just ignoring the cost of it and just saying, okay, well, Kapanen and how can he help? Uh, he adds he adds a speed element to that offense that I think has maybe been lacking, as they've gotten a little bit older and they've gotten a little bit slower. They're they haven't been quite as dynamic. You know they've been very good on the cycle. They've been very good, kind of grinding it out. But as we're seeing, you need you need a little bit of a speed element. You need some dynamic dy- dy- dynamic skaters in your forward core to be good. So. I, I liked it. I, I like it from that perspective. I like it from Toronto's perspective. They save money. They get a first-round pick in a year in which they weren't slated to have one. And they get a decent prospect in Hollander, and they get a guy in Rodriguez that's, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see if he fits into their plans. But they, they can at least figure it out.
0: I mean, you got to think Kapanen likes it, too. He goes from an insane team down the middle to potentially playing beside Crosby or Malkin. So it's not like yeah. it's a huge change for him in that regard.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Capitan. you know, he goes back to where he was drafted. So, yep. cause he was, he was one of the pieces, um, for, in the Phil, Kelsa, Phil Kessel deal. Yep. So, you know, it's, I'm, I, I, there was sticker shock when I looked at it and I thought, wow, Rodriguez, you know, he's like a 20 ish point guy in the NHL. Legit um, NHLer, yeah, and and an RFA, and then you know you have so you have another bottom six guy there, uh. But then, but then Hollander was a nice prospect, you know, who ABS fans might remember was selected with their their pick, yep, uh, when the ABS traded down to take Eustace and Um, but but Hollander is not like such a dynamic or high end prospect that I think it swings it either way. The real prize in this is capping in for the first rounder. And for Toronto, this isn't like normally you get Pittsburgh's first round pick. You're talking about 22, 24, 28, something like that. This is 15. The real pick there. So um I'm I like I like it for them. I I, I like it for both sides, and uh because they take back very they, they take back no real financial commitments right now. You know, if they give uh, Rodriguez a uh, qualifying offer and uh, he goes on, you know, whatever, whatever he ends up being, they can decide if they want to make that commitment or not. But ultimately, this is going to save them a couple of million dollars minimum and they get a first round pick out of it. And and it's it doesn't significantly weaken them. Right.
0: There's still. Let's be honest, fairly stacked in their forward core, certainly in the top yeah. six. Because so
1: they'll be coming into this after they lost, everybody's like, oh, they got to trade Marner. They got to trade Nylander. You know, those are the two guys that everybody had pointed out. And it's like, look, if they're getting this kind of a price tag for Kapanen, for Japanen,
0: yeah, Marner's going to be astronomical. Mar- yeah,
1: Marner's. <laughs> That was honestly that was never realistic. That never that never made sense. Yeah, more Nealander probably, yeah. but Nylander makes a lot more sense. But now you're looking at that price and you're like, oh my god! <laughs> so about not to give up three firsts for William Nylander. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, like a good a good player signed for a few years on an expensive contract, but when you can work around, like um, that, that might be all they need, honestly, to, to free up some of the money for them to go into a free agency and get a, a decent defenseman. Maybe, Which, maybe, who knows? <laughs>
0: I mean, really, assuming Sandine makes the jump for them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they have Sandine, they have Riley, they have Muzzin for next year.
1: Yeah, I like um, Travis Dermott. So, another year for sure. They have,
0: sure, have Dermott too. If you no one seems to like Marinson, but they do have him for another year if they want to run mm-hmm. him as a sixth um so they really only need to sign one significant defenseman to round out a decor you can argue about the quality of that decor but you yeah. know they're not just gonna be playing Cody Golabeff or anything like that
1: yeah well and and it's a tough year uh because the top most of the top guys in in uh free agency it's you know Barry and Krug and it's like oh those are Two guys they really don't need. They
0: just tried that guy and it yeah. did not work out great so for they them. They still
1: have they still have Lilia, Lilia Grin. He just hasn't really developed much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he's still there, but you know, obviously, it would be different if they could go out and if they could clear out the money for a Petrangelo. Totally changes who they are, but yep. they would have to do a lot of clearing of the of the decks in order yep. to make that work. It ain't gonna ain't gonna cover that, but yeah. Uh, maybe a nice start, but yeah, not. <laughs> yeah. So that's just kind of the news of the day. Um,
0: obviously not going to have any effect on this year's playoffs or anything, but the reality is we're into round two, and that means the majority of NHL teams are not playing anymore.
1: Weird, weird timing of this and kind of underscores just the, What a true lack of an offseason we're going to have.
0: Teams are already getting into overdrive.
1: You have to wonder, like these are two teams that just lost what a week ago, a week and a half ago,
0: like less than a week ago, right? Yeah
1: they they were both they were both out. They both have been out for like two weeks tops, and and normally deal of this magnitude takes time to put together, so. Interesting interesting that this was the first thing Pittsburgh did too was they said hey let's let's, let's go get better. add more yeah. money to our forward core where it's like uh, you guys are okay. still playing
0: Jack Johnson on the back end but all right
1: yeah and and they're they're pressed against the cap now like they've got very very little space but you know you're they're they're now committed to like 10 of these forwards for Kapanen's only three
0: years, but some of these guys for some pretty long term.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, just like for at least through next year, like this is all money that's spent already that they they would have to find homes for these guys or whatever, if they were going to try and do something. Yeah. they, they have to move bodies if they're moving bodies basically yeah, there's definitely n-
0: especially now that they've given up their first round pick in this draft as well they're not going to be doing much on the draft
1: floor with that so well and this is a team that hasn't been they haven't been drafting anyway true you know you look if at their pick so late <laughs> well they and they they've traded so many of their first rounders and now they're kind of at that point where it's like We've already they've they've sort of buried themselves in this box because they've already dedicated so many resources to staying competitive in this window that now yeah. now that Crosby and Malkin have reached the you know they're they're thirty three and thirty four to decline yeah Malkin's got two years left on his deal before the very real possibility that he just decides to go back to Russia and and call it a career and so it's like hey we're okay we've got. They're all in at the
0: end of their window, and then it's yeah. just going to collapse once it's done. Basically, yeah. yeah.
1: And that's it's a good point. They've already traded next year's first too, because they they're picking the Zucker deal was conditional. Yep. And when they missed the play, when they missed the playoffs, but uh, did not get the top pick, they had the choice of this year, or next year. So they said we'll kick the can down the road yep. for next year. This assume year, that we'll make the playoffs in the regular season, that it'll guarantee to be a lower pick than 15. And so now we're going to use 15 and trade it anyway. So, and,
0: and I'm sure they'll make moves, but this year they don't have a first or a second or a seventh. And next year they don't have a first, a third, or a fourth. And the only extra pick they have is an extra seventh.
1: So, Well, and then and you look at in previous years, you know their their picks have been. You know they they had Samuel Poole in last year, um, and their their two picks, top two picks in twenty eighteen, were Kaylin Addison and Philip Pollander, yep. who they've now both traded both guys away. Yep. And their last first round pick was was Casperi capitan who's now back in the fold, I guess, but yeah. And their last first round pick before that was Derek Pouliot at eighth overall in 2012. Yeah. So this is just not an, this is not an an organization that has, yeah, I mean,
0: but they're they're, abandoned the draft. (laughs) Their cupboards are pretty empty at this point and they're locked in. Like you said, not just next year, but they have Tanev for five more years. They have Jake yeah. Gensel for four more years. They have Zucker for three more. Hornquist for three more. And yeah, there's no escaping that. And they may well still be competitive or even contenders for the next year or two. But that's a time bomb.
1: It's yeah, like they they're they have basically decided to be. You know, Rutherford is is the band on the Titanic, right? Yep. He's like, let's just set up on the top deck and play this out. If we can't get one more before we out of here. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I, it's a, it's a terrible position to be in, but I can't say that it's the wrong one. I don't think it's the wrong approach. You only have Crosby and Malkin for so long. They've, they've continued to be good enough regular season players to get you into the postseason. Maybe you get lucky enough. I mean... <laughs> you look at crosby he has still been a point per game player yeah it this is the last several years
0: very much so just a reality of a cap world in the nhl where you're yeah. going to have ups and downs and you do what you can to extend your successful windows as long as possible and sometimes that comes at the cost of your future
1: yeah and as somebody in our chat just said you know you, you'll take back-to-back um, championships you'll you'll trade that for an empty cupboard Yeah, uh,
0: uh, if the Avs won a cup this year, if I could guarantee it today, uh, but they wouldn't win anything for the next 10 years, you take it. Every single time. Of course,
1: you would always take the guaranteed cup. Yeah. So,
0: it's not a hard decision when it comes down to it, but teams in the East very soon are going to be licking their chops when it comes to Pittsburgh. You know, they didn't get the magic of winning Lafreniere this time so (laughs) we'll see but yeah either way we can take our first period break there time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery the official beer here at DNVR had a few last night after the tough loss I'm sure I'll have a few hopefully in celebration for tomorrow's late game but they are amazing whether you get it at the DNVR bar you can pick up Eight different taps there. Get it straight from the taps. Or head on down to the farmhouse in Littleton to get it from Breckenridge themselves. You can get the Avalanche Amber, the Strawberry Sky, the Agave Wheat, many other beers as well. They're all amazing in my opinion. You can use the Breck Beer Locator online to find your favorite beer near you. And, of course, we also have DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Cannot recommend these guys enough. Their odds boosts are just amazing. They do amazing work with that stuff. Sometimes they're basically just giving you free money on the odds boost stuff, especially when it comes to UFC betting and and stuff like that. They're like, all right, look, if this fight lasts 11 seconds, you guys win. Not a hard bet to take. So highly recommend. You're always checking out the odds boosts on DraftKings and You can bet on basically just about anything. So right now they're doing an awesome giveaway. You can claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways. All you have to do is download the app and sign up with promo code DNVR, then enter DraftKings free football survival pool. It's all right. They even have free stuff where you don't have to put any money on the line and you can win prizes anyway. So again, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR to get in on $100 million of prizes with that DNVR code. Only at DraftKings, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, let's 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 get into a bit of the meat of the conversation that I wanted to talk about today, AJ. We might be flying by the seat of our pants here a little bit because I'm not sure how much we've actually looked into this. But no team in NHL history, at least since it went to a four-round format, has ever won 16-0. and 0. There's never right. been a Stanley Cup champion to sweep their way through the playoffs in the four-round format. So, we were curious, and we're, we're looking this one up on the fly because that's how we roll. Because
1: I completely forgot about it last night after we talked about it.
0: Yep. How many losses do Stanley Cup champion teams usually have? Right now, this season, the... Least losses for any team is Vegas with one. They dropped one game to Chicago so far, and that has them positioned the best of anyone, I believe. Um, Beyond that, the Isles really haven't lost many games either. But interested to see, because on the one hand, there's like, teams like the uh the 2012 la kings who you know every series was like six or seven games they lost a
1: bunch of games st louis last year was uh they went four two four three four two four three okay so they lost six six or seven
0: seven yeah six or seven every series and that would be in that case they lost 10 games
1: with two four threes and two four twos washington uh Washington a couple of years ago they were they went four two four two four three four one so they're still losing that that's an average of two per round two per round
0: which is eight losses total and even then they still had a seven game series as well yeah so just kind of looking at the grueling factor, I'm not sure Pittsburgh's back-to-backs. I can't really remember the how many one, The
1: second one, they went through two game sevens. Okay, uh, they had a four-one against Columbus, and then they went four-three against Washington, four-three against Ottawa, and then four-two against Nashville. So, uh, averaging a little over two losses per series. So, and then uh, their first championship. Uh they had four they beat San Jose 4-2 in the final, fourth beat Tampa Bay 4-3 in the conference, okay. Washington 4-2, and then the Rangers 4-1. So again, you're averaging two losses. Yeah. So So all of these are a minimum of two losses per series to win the cup.
0: And of course, there are some outliers. I believe someone in the chat mentioned Boston's last cup where they uh they rolled through, but this what is Google has lost its mind. I looked up a list of cup winners and in 2010, they have Adam Burrish listed as the cup champion.
1: Well, I mean, he's the only one. (laughs) He's the the only guy that got his name on the cup that year. (laughs) So it's just one (laughs) ring with his name. Like, yeah, he was the only guy that got a a knife. Good for, good for him. (laughs) But, um, Yeah, and then you have, even uh, if you look at Chicago's last Cup, uh, they went 4-2, 4-0, 4-3,
0: 4-2. Yeah, so even slightly under two losses per series, but you're looking at all of these teams are between 7 and 10.
1: L.A. went 4-3, 4-3, 4-3, 4-1. Yeah. The Rangers were a reprieve for them. (laughs) Oh, thank God. An easy series. The East, finally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of flipped the tables on that recently in the league. But so all of these teams have lost seven to ten games in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm looking and at the almost, right. Now. Almost
1: all of them go through at least one seven game series seven. as well. Right. So
0: there are outliers, as I said, where teams that yeah. just are clearly the best in the league and, and roll through in the playoffs or when a they team, get hot
1: goaltending or whatever. Yeah, that's where it is, is that a team will get like crazy pants hot. Very, it, it very rarely happens, but like that, that L.A. year where they just blew through everybody. Yep. They got and they were the eighth seed, and they smoked Vancouver, and then they smoked St. Louis, and they had uh, Phoenix in the Western Conference Finals, and then that awful New Jersey team in the yep. Cup Finals. Like, oh my god, yeah, what a year! So that was like the outlierest of all outlier years. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at the most
0: dominant, hottest teams in the world, right? And the LA Kings still had four losses that year. Yeah. So you're going to take some L's along the way, I guess is, is the point that being, if you want to count the round Robin, the abs have four losses this season. If you don't count the round Robin and you only count round one and two, the abs just picked up their third loss so far, which is perfectly on pace for uh two per round or less. Yeah, So, all of
1: this just for us to say, you know, don't count them out yet. Kind of. <laughs> it we were, it was something we were talking about last night after the game, where it was yep. like, how many teams do or how many games do teams really lose on their way to to a cup final, uh, and a decent amount. It's not easy to work your way through the postseason, and this is this was just a, uh, I, I guess this is a good reminder
0: definitely keep in keep in mind that look this isn't basketball the greatest teams in regular season history lose 20 times it th- there's a very hard game to win to go out and win every single night if you're winning 3 out of 4 games on average you are an incredible hockey team yeah so it's true the other side of that, certainly, the ABS having to win four of their next six is not going to be easy.
1: Yeah, uh, I think somebody, somebody had posted the all-time record um, of teams, going down 0-2. Yeah, and it was like it was like fifty-seven and one hundred and sixty something or something like that. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. So we're talking about just under 60 times in NHL history, a team has come back from a two nothing deficit to win a series. That's you get down, you get down three nothing. And I think that number drops to three, <laughs> three or four. It's, it's very, very, very rare. So tomorrow's important. Um, yeah, I'm
0: Pretty much. A look, must they, win.
1: they got a They have a mountain to climb. Like there's already a mountain to climb. And now it's, being down 02 is not gonna make it any easier. Yeah. But. but I guess all the all the talk that we spent all year about character and now's you know, the and time. Resiliency and perseverance, and they're gonna push back and let's see it. You know, it's it's funny because it's like for from so much of the season, things went pretty well for the Avs. Even even when they were injured, they were going through all the injuries, they were still winning the majority of their games. Um, it's at this point, it's just like, Hey, you're it's, it's put up or shut up time. Like we're going to get to find out it's all the, all the talk leading up to it. It's great. But now we have to see it. You're going to, if they don't come out desperate tomorrow, you have a problem. Yeah.
0: That's Pretty clear, I think. And, you know, I said this after game one, and I guess I'm just going to keep saying it because every time you face adversity like this, every time you get put in a new situation like this, the abs are going to learn something about themselves.
1: Yeah,
0: It's not this core... Hasn't really been in this situation before against Calgary. They lost game one, but they never went down by two. Same thing with San Jose. They fought back after losing game one and evened up that series. Now they're down two. now they're not facing elimination, but their back is essentially against the wall to just keep themselves in the series, not to play for a a game seven. It's not like Nashville where, they got to the end of that series and there was really nothing left with this team. There's still yeah. plenty left for this abs team to give and they need to find it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um to, it really just drives home what a, you know, the, the kind of the random variance bug that bit them last night. Yep. Um, it really drives home that giving a game away, like they did in game one where they just didn't show up. So costly, and, and Dallas just kicked their ass all over the ice. It's just like, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It really is frustrating um, because you just can't, and, and they wasted a, such a dominant effort from McKinnon that in both games, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's disappointing, man. I'm, I don't know of any other word for, to, to, to really describe it right now other than disappointing and I'm ready to get to tomorrow because there isn't a whole lot more for, I don't. I don't feel like there's a lot left for us to to, to talk about um, previous games. Yep. I mean,
0: there is one other thing, but we can get to that in the third period. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, we do still have a show to do. Like,
0: yep. Kind of still got to talk about stuff, but you know, it's it's sort of our jobs, I suppose. Um, yeah. Either way. MSU Denver Online, the place I went to school myself, well, partially online, partially in the classroom. You'll be able to do that, too, once classes start up again properly. But they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. Most of their professors worked in their industries at at least one point or another, so they are able A great networking connection as well. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. Some of our very own staff, including Allie and Harrison, even took classes over the summer. So if you have any questions, be sure to hit them up and they'll be happy to answer anything you have. With over 750 different classes and 40 plus different paths, you can use MSU Denver to get a degree in whatever you fancy. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, let me frame it to you this way. Okay. Do the Avs win game two if they have Eric Johnson?
1: Oh, I have no idea. Um, But I tell you, the loss of both Eric Johnson and Matt Calvert, two guys who would have been on the ice during the five on three. Yep
0: certainly affects it <laughs> two pretty vocal leaders on the team as well
1: yeah so and and the biggest thing for me is that you look at it and it's like who's who's the other guy on the ice probably probably Belmar as a center, I, mean, I, would, I imagine. I would say it's it's either Graves or Zadorov. I like to run the two forwards, but sure. Uh, maybe Cole's not even out there for the initial five That's on four. True, yeah. Uh, so he's not out there to, to lean on Joe Pavelski, you know. Yep, they do run EJ Graves quite a bit on the PK. So they they so they're five on three. They do they they switch it up. They. I and I, to be honest with you, I haven't noticed a trend in when they do it. Um, when they do two forwards, one defense, or one D de- or two D and one forward, they've done both, and they've been successful and unsuccessful. So I, <laughs> who knows? For me, I yeah. For me, I really don't.
0: There's probably not even enough five on three data to reasonably yeah. pull anything from
1: anyway. So straight up, it's it's such a limited. And when you get scored on, it usually happens quickly enough where it's like, okay, well, it, it does work.
0: Cool, fifteen seconds moving on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's if you want to talk about the importance of winning a faceoff, like on a five-on-three, it's like, yep, massive. Because massive. Massive. it's so easy to win a faceoff uh, and then just set up in a yep. five-on-three because they can't, you can't pressure the puck at all. So, yeah, I. I, I'm thinking the loss of the loss of EJ. Um, you know, it's it's been interesting because of his contract. Abs fans have been very like, "Oh, get rid of him! Oh, they should look to move him. They should whatever, whatever." Right? And then they play games without him, and you're like, oh, "Man, this defense really kind of needs him." Yep. And it's it's funny because like statistically, all the underlines and everything like this isn't. He's not a dominant defender. He's not a really high-end guy. I think he's just – he's the perfect glue guy between what Gerard and McCar bring and then guys like – and then the other three, Graves and Cole and Zadorov. He's the perfect puzzle piece, yeah. 100%, because
0: we can get into the Gerard conversation if you want. Either way – even when Gerard is playing at the top of his game defensively it's not going to be a physical presence he's not bringing mm-hmm. the things that EJ is bringing
1: and yeah, the other and side of that on the PK.
0: right exactly and the, the other side of that coin you get into the guys that are playing on the PK you have Nikita Zadorov who's wildly inconsistent from game to game whereas EJ yeah. can bring you a bit more of a rock like presence where you he's not perfect but you much more know what you're going to get out of him game to game compared to Zadorov
1: and and like Finds ways to be successful, right? Like there are some things where some goals get scored, and you're definitely like, "EJ, buddy, (laughs) what are you doing?" EJ, yeah. But more often than not, you know the his units find success, and you know, I the guy, the guy, he's just a solid hockey player. Yep. And I think I was I was so excited that you know the the physicality. Of, a, of an NHL season takes its toll on him every year. And we see it. The guy, the, the guy's just compromised every, every playoffs, whatever. Right. Like we just, if he's even healthy, if he even makes it that far. Yep. And it's been, it, it was awesome to see that he had kind of all that, all that time off. He was so fresh and then a free- coming into camp Thing, and he's in Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, look, he's done for the postseason. Um, they he said would, out, in, out indefinitely. It, you know, doing doing our digging around behind the scenes, it's done. Like uh, he's, if it may may you know maybe if they make it, if it, uh, a deep cup run and they get to Game Seven of the Cup Finals and like he you know. The Undertaker up rises up really from the quickly. dead and comes yeah, down the tunnel. Like, yeah.
0: But do you, as the Abs, they're expecting him not to be back, is the point. Yeah.
1: Here. Right. Like, the, this is, they're going to have to do this without him now. And that's really, this is kind of like the last year where they, where I think Eric Johnson's injury issues are going to play a major role in Colorado for, yep. for them. Um, obviously.
0: Because Simmons are coming. <laughs>
1: Well, and and because like, those guys are going to be able to help both on both units if you want. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I'm of the opinion Byram is going to take Gerard's job on the second power play unit, uh, and EJ's job on a PK unit. Sure. I, or I mean, it will probably
0: be like Zadorov's job. But how, however you want to dice it up, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm Byram. I think is going to be on both. We'll be on both, and Timmons will be on a PK unit. And but it's this was this was kind of like the last year to get there, right to get to the bridge to the youth.
0: yep um, well and AJ will still be around, but I agree. Yeah, I think you'll start seeing that transition of him into more of a third pairing gonna be played a bit more sparingly. the veteran vocal leader of the defense who you try and at least keep fresh during the regular season certainly. But it and, you know, a lot of that depends on on the young guys, too. If if Byram comes in and looks absolutely terrible or something, guess what? EJ's going to be playing a bit more.
1: Yeah, but that's coming.
0: The EJ transition into the veteran guy on the team who doesn't have to do everything is coming.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's already started. Um We're seeing Gerard and McCarr get the heavy, heavy, heavy minutes anyway. Yep. Uh, but like I said, EJ was kind of like that perfect middleman between all of them. Um, and then, yeah, so some people were wondering about Hunter Miska as the, the next goaltender up. Uh, he's, as, as far as I know, he's traveled to Edmonton and should yep. be uh, quarantining right now. He should be quarantining right now. Um, I believe he has seven days uh, in which he is not allowed to do yep. anything. He's He can be there but he's not allowed in his uh, room, basically not allowed to do any, any stuff with the team. And then after a week, he'll be allowed to uh, start practicing with the club.
0: He of course brought in as the third string goaltender with Grubauer
1: out Hutchinson as yeah. the backup now. Yeah. Um, so I think all of this EJ conversation, some people are asking and I mean, we're already kind of in this room already, but we've, we've talked about maybe selling high on Ryan Graves Uh, in the offseason, and, you know, with Byron and Timmons, you could say, okay, maybe you sell high on Graves and you move the door off. Sure. I mean, would you really? I think you and I are more comfortable doing that. Could you see an NHL club doing that? There is no way. Turning it over to rookies
0: like that? There is. I don't see any universe where they not only have two true rookies in the lineup, they have a Kale McCarr in his second year in the NHL. They have a Sam Gerard who's really only in his fourth full year in the NHL.
1: Well, and you really only, you really lose like you're only two true, like physical presences. Yeah. Because like Cole will get physical with guys, but he doesn't like, he doesn't hit guys in the way that Graves and Zadorov do. So you really would lose that aspect off your blue line entirely.
0: And I do think Byram will add a little bit to that category well in the same
1: way that like mccarr does it like he'll get physical but it's not like he's not like looking to do it i think
0: byram can add a little bit more than mccarr but you're asking a 19 year old kid to go do that against men who's still gonna fill out still has some building to do like come on man
1: yeah i mean do do you believe in his game or not is you know and like if you don't put McC- if you don't put Byron in the NHL next year, where do you where, where, where does he go? Yeah. And with Timmons, you can just oh you can go to the AHL and then you can get called up and then you can take a job, but it doesn't ever work that way. They
0: pretty much if they don't
1: if they don't win a job out of camp and they don't if they don't like stick right away like Barring an
0: injury situation and then you have to come up and play really, really well like Martin Cout did this year for it to even be a conversation.
1: Yeah, or I mean, like what Graves? I mean, that's how Graves won. Won the look that he got was that he played really well in the second half of the season. Yep. But you know, the other and the and the other thing is, is that I think they really like Kevin Kanaten, and I think that they're going to talk themselves into bringing him back as their sixth or seventh D. Sixty would be pretty disappointing.
0: And there's nothing against Kanaten. I think he's perfectly serviceable, but I believe the Abs can ice a better defensive lineup. With him. Yeah, seventh D, fine, whatever. I th- if that he, is
1: fine. If he was the sixth D, and like, I don't know, I would want to. I would want to see what the lineup looked like before I really felt strongly about that, and then I would want to know what the moves were to move out one of these guys because yeah. that that they would have to do that. Yeah, they, these guys they, are all under contract or. Are, there's, in Z, Z's case, in Graves' case, they're RFAs, so they're not going anywhere.
0: There's I'm, no... I don't see a world where the Avs don't move at least one defenseman this offseason.
1: Yeah. Well, in If they continue to play as poorly as they have against Dallas, I think it makes it easier, because it's just like, yeah. okay...
0: If that's what well, they get out of you in the playoffs, you're off. talking about
1: needing these big physical presences because oh, you're playing a grinded out style team in Dallas where they want to play physical and you need those guys. But if they play poorly anyway, what the hell is the point? Yeah, you know, like if you if you're if your argument is oh, you're going to need those guys to to succeed in these types of series. Well, if you don't succeed in these types of series and they don't play well, did you really need them? Right. Why are you even here then? It's... So, cause right now, right now Nikita Sodorov had an atrocious game one. And while he was better in game two has not been a difference maker whatsoever. So if this is the exact kind of series that you're saying that the abs need him to be in, okay, well he's in it. And through two games, hasn't done a damn thing worth keeping him around.
0: Ryan Graves, kind of the same story. Has Ryan Graves not...
1: very much the same story. It's been frustrating. It's honestly been frustrating. To see that that low, the bottom just fell out of both guys. Yep. So
0: the Avs need more from their defense. I think is is ultimately what we're pushing towards in the immediate and in the future.
1: Well, and with with Eric Johnson out, you know, for the rest of this run, where's it going to come from? You need you somebody's got to somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to step up. We always knew that Ryan Graves was kind of playing playing over his ability level. Yeah, but because he had found such a comfy home next to Kale McCarr, it was like, well, you just they're they're, they're getting away with it. You ride it while it works, <laughs> and uh, hey, look, they stopped getting away with it, and now it's it's time to find an adjustment. It's time to it's time to find a partner. It's time to find a way to make this work, and it hadn't happened yet.
0: I I said this in the YouTube comments the other day,
1: but a brave soul to venture into those.
0: Nah, that's I was born in it. I'm used to it. Uh, I, I see this like I the baby conversation. This. Yeah, exactly.
1: I was molded by it.
0: I got this job because I can handle the YouTube comments. Um, Fair enough. Uh, but the Avs need their defense to be better. And the reality is, if they want to win this series, I believe this is an opportunity for Kale McCarr and Sam Gerard to take this team by the reins and say look we're the guys now.
1: Yeah. I I love Sam Gerard, um, but he needs to he needs to nut up a little bit. Stop yep. stop playing stop playing peekaboo with your confidence and go be the Sam Gerard that we know. Yep. Like spin some
0: fools be- into the dirt, make some crisp passes. Set up your teammates and
1: make a play. Go be the Sam Gerard. Be dynamic with your feet. Push the game. Stop deferring. Stop. Stop trying to make sure that oh, uh, I you know I'm I'm just trying to help my teammates and I'm just trying to be a you know a, a force for the good out there. No, don't 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 be the shy little dude. You know, be the be the little lion. Yep. I just. There's so much more for him to give, and like Kale McCarr, there is too. But Kale McCarr is in his second year, and or first in his year, rookie really. year, yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm like, there's only so much you can expect from that guy. You like knowing that knowing that he's in his first year that this is, you know, he's still he's still figuring out how to play in this league. Like, I expect I expect by the time he has 200 games played, Kale McCarr is probably. A like, Norris contender, yeah. Right, like a monster. Like, he's already, like, night in and night out, you, you don't really know which Cal McCarr you're getting, right? Like, you're you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, there's potential for something special. Otherwise, I may not notice him that much. It's By 200 games played, I expect he's a monster. Gerard is there. He should be, and, like, Gerard is still, it's not like he's tapped out. He will right. still have room to get better in his career, but you you would like to see him continue you would like to see some a little more consistency by this point in his career
0: yeah you it's two different conversations absolutely gerard essentially transitioning into kind of what ej's role used to be doing a little bit of everything yeah they might not put him out on the pk but they're going to put him in tough defensive minutes at times
1: at this point they should they should consider putting him out on the pk because of the way they use their defensemen He's, su- he's, he he's such a smart defender and he reads the play so well that, you know, him, him, and he won't be the same kind of shot blocking force that like Ryan Graves will be right. But you might, you might have a better chance contested pucks. He's got more skill there.
0: Not going to give anything through the seam.
1: Yeah. And, and if he gets a chance to clear it, he it's will get it out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but the other side of that is kale. And I, I hear what you're saying that it's, it's still his first year in the league, but after game two, I don't think it's a hard conversation to go to the kid and be like, look, shoot the puck at five on five.
1: No, of course not. I mean, it's an easy conversation where you're like, you're out there for 27 minutes, dude. We need you to be a little more aggressive with the puck than this. Be a little more selfish. Yep. I know Nate's probably going to yell at you at least once, but you've got to, you've got to learn to, to, to tune that out.
0: Yep. For sure.
1: So, so I'm. It's just been fr- it's been a fr- and we haven't even talked about all of the forwards who have underwhelmed. I mean, I, I the, some of that we talked about in the post. You can kind of just
0: bundle that as the entire bottom nine, essentially.
1: Yeah, really. It's and that's been the disappointing part of this series is that the the depth was contributing against think, Arizona and in the round robin, yeah. like they weren't dominant, but guys were picking up points Whoa. here and there, and they were con- they were chipping in, other lines were chipping in and now all of a sudden it's just like they were they're completely gone and it's it's not and, and i'm sorry but Dallas is not so overwhelmingly talented in their depth that they should be erasing all of these That's dudes.
0: Just, your key there is the round robin, right? Like everyone's saying, "Oh, well they they just contributed against Arizona cuz they sucked." No, JT Comfort was scoring huge goals in the round robin for the Ads. Yeah. They were getting goals out of Donskoy in the round robin as well. Like-
1: JT Comfort gets gets that clutch label applied to him all the time and it's like, "Where is it?" Yeah, time to show up in the second round. It, seriously. Let's see it. Do you wanna you wanna be a guy that gets labeled as a as a dude who scores the goals in the big moments? This is just, this is a big moment. Yep. Let's let's see it, man. And then do it again. You can't just do it once and be like, okay, I did it. No. You gotta show up, you gotta keep doing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not fair, but you gotta keep doing it.
0: Four game winning goals have to be scored if you wanna win a series. It's simple as go. that as flawed as that stat
1: is too true
0: you can't win if you don't score a game winning goal period game winning goals might not mean Jack in a lot of games but someone had to score a go ahead goal so
1: yeah I mean um, Alexander Radulov scored one off his shoulder
0: on accident didn't even know it hit him
1: Yeah. not even asking for something crazy like that just shoot the puck
0: yep we know y'all can do that that's that's the other, the one other thing I wanted to mention is I saw some people comparing the Avs game two against Dallas to Arizona's game two. And that's just unequivocally untrue. Arizona against Colorado gave them their best and Colorado was still the better team. Yeah. Whereas in this game, Colorado outshot Dallas 40 to 27 were significantly better for the majority of that game and had a terrible 10 minutes where they played awful and couldn't get a single bounce. I, there's no connection
1: between those two games. Yeah. So
0: I that's all I got. AJ. That's, that's
1: the quizzical look on my face when you brought it up. because yeah. It's like what? <laughs> that's where I'm this. at.
0: Nonsense. No more nonsense. That's what the abs need. No more nonsense in this series. No more nonsense at all. Guess we're wrapping up for the day. We're gonna get out of here. Obviously, ABS play tomorrow night. We will be back with you for another post game show. Hope y'all tune in.
1: Yeah, hope, hope we will see you guys at one a.m.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be late. It's gonna be okay. late.
1: The next two next two post game shows are going to be in the middle of the night. So, um, if you're not able if you're not able to stay up for them, they will at least be up for you in the morning.
0: Yep, always find them on YouTube on the DNVR channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, highly recommend you do it to get all of our content. Or, of course, you can find all of that and all of our written and other stuff on thednvr.com. If you want to support us, subscribing to the site and getting access to all that is a great way to do so. We also just dropped a new shirt. I don't believe I have a picture of it, but um, if you're a Kale McCarr fan.
1: We are well prepared for today's show, y'all.
0: Yeah, look, all right, it's Tuesday and the Avs lost yesterday. So yeah. we're, 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 holding it together at the moment.
1: We're, we're both tired and we're both just kind of like, well, we need to, we need to get to the next day. And
0: we know our day doesn't really start until midnight tomorrow. So yeah,
1: straight <laughs> up. Like I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm still around to play video games all evening. Like yep. nothing changes. I'm, I'm going to have a nice social night because I can. <laughs> so
0: either way, it looking is. forward to the next Avs game. Certainly AJ, let's let's do this on cam. You think the Avs still win the series? <laughs> I I'll put it I still think it's a coin flip. I think yes. the Avs are still a coin flip for this series.
1: I do still think that they do it.
0: All right. I like the faith. I like the faith. I hope the people like the faith too. You know what I still think we should do? A manscaped read. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, go well, ahead, go go ahead and talk about your package and your junk and how it <laughs> looks clean and your wife is super amped up and you know yeah real talk she doesn't care
0: about the manscaping at all but she loves their underwear that stuff is like the softest context made to man she uses it as like yoga shorts because. She doesn't need it as underwear, obviously. But she says it's the best stuff ever and that we have to order more just so she can wear them as yoga shorts. Because uh,
1: they are very comfortable. They do wonders. Well, we have young people that listen to our show. So I'm just
0: <laughs> They do wonders is a perfect way to put it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Either way, whether you want the underwear whether you want the trimmer whether you want the deodorant they have you covered for all of your man's mints aj's got the mints right there perfectly set to go keep I your think they're
1: 99 cents
0: yeah they're not expensive at no, all and part. you get 20 off and free shipping when you use code dnvr at checkout so even cheaper jump on it take care of whatever you need to take care of when it comes to your manscaping Thank you, everyone, for watching live or listening after the fact. However you consume it, always much appreciated. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.